You're now listening to The Check-In with Black Menswear, and I'm your host, Neandre Broussard, CEO and founder of Black Menswear. It's unfortunate that black men have had to fight negative perceptions that not only make our personal journeys more difficult, but directly impact the wider African-American community. On The Check-In, we provide proof against these stereotypes by discussing engaging topics that uplift our community through interviews of inspiring individuals with stories of racks to riches, defeat to victory, and just downright interesting stuff you'll want to hear. Although Black Men's World was birthed out of a love for men's fashion and style, that love has blossomed into one of the internet's foremost communities for men to gain encouragement, inspiration, and of course, style and swag tips. We've literally gone viral over and over again for our flash mobs. Now, you ain't gotta be black to listen to this podcast, but you do have to keep an open mind and have a desire to be a part of something to change the narrative. Thanks for tapping in. This is The Check-In with Black Menswear. What's up, everybody? Welcome, welcome. We are back with the check-in. Really excited. Uh, season two. Season two of the check-in starts today. Um, thank you, everybody. As you know, appreciate everybody following Black Menswear. Um, if you haven't seen all the stuff that we just launched with the LA content, please, please go check out uh, the flash mob we just did in LA. Uh, we are really excited about the movement and the momentum that we've got and being able to, to close out the year in a city such as L.A. Uh, and L.A. showed up and showed out. So definitely appreciate uh, everybody that came through L.A. If you haven't seen the, the, the content, go back through the page, swipe through. It's the last 10 to 12 posts we've been doing. Look up the hashtag L.A. Flash Mob. You'll see all of the juice that's dripping on the ground right now uh, from the Flash Mob. So appreciate everybody tuning into that. I'm really excited about today. Kicking off season two, we got my guy Johnny Bailey coming in with us. Johnny is from uh, uh, the founder of Shine Hard Fam, and I'll let him talk a little bit more about that. So as I get ready to bring him on right quick, I got to give a shout out to our sponsor for today. So today is sponsored by the one and only Henry Mask. All right. Today is sponsored by the one and only Henry Mask. Henry Mask is the most comfortable mask out right now or out period, right? So if you need a Henry mask, click the link, click the link in bio, go ahead and get you a Henry mask. Um, black owned, black operated, black distributed. Shout out Rich Fresh, shout out Chase uh, for, 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 for running with the mask um, for the Henry mask. So again, today is sponsored by Henry mask. But without, without further ado, let me get my guy Johnny in here. Let me go ahead and see, let me browse through all of these people to find him because all these people sending in these 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 uh invites to get on the video y'all can't get on we got to get johnny on here so let me see hold on real quick see my man where are we there we go there we go now get y'all pens get y'all paper ready this is one of them note sessions right so be ready to get that info there we go I say, Johnny, I got a little feedback. Might be from uh, like a computer in the background or anything. Anything you can mute. See if we. Yeah, how about now? Hey, good to go, baby. Good to go. And I hear you loud and clear. Loud and clear. What's up, man? How you feeling, man? man I, I, I'm, I'm blessed and highly favored, bro. That's all. That's all I can say, man. That's yeah. really all I can it's been say. Crazy here. God is good. I'm, I'm just happy to be here, be working, be alive. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Well, hey, without further ado, let me go ahead and introduce everybody to Mr. Johnny Bailey. Um, 
I, I love the fact that Johnny's about closing the racial wealth gap. And again, I'm not going to steal all your thunder. I'm going to let you explain it. Uh, but again, we've got Johnny Bailey, the founder of Shine Hard Fam. Johnny, go ahead, man, and give him a proper introduction to who you are. Sure. I like it. I like to keep it short and sweet, but my name is Johnny Bailey. I am the founder of a nonprofit based in D.C. called the Shine Hard Family, where our mission is to close the racial wealth gap. We have a book. We have a Shine Heart Academy that's coming out uh, in Q1 of next year. We have an annual conference called the Shine Heart Summit. So we're very passionate about helping Black millennials, Black Gen Zers learn about wealth and uh, acquire it for themselves. Aside from that, also grow with Google's DC Digital Coach, where our mission is to bridge the digital divide for Black and Brown entrepreneurs. Yeah. So yeah. I'm really happy to be doing that type of work. Um, still helping black and brown people create businesses that can be a vehicle to generating wealth. Yeah. So at work in the tech industry is a prime industry yeah. for us to get into and seize opportunity and create wealth and build estates for ourselves and our families. So to be a part of the tech industry is something that I'm really uh, grateful for as a black man to be a pioneer in this space. And then aside from that, um, just on some side hustle, additional streams of income, I do public speaking, uh, marketing, consulting, and micro-influencing. So you'll see me wearing Beats by Dre headphones or uh, supporting Black-owned watch companies and just doing things that really accelerate the Black, the black economy and um, give back to my community and also uh, generate more income for myself and my family. So that's me in a nutshell, and you know, I'm happy to be on your show, brother. Appreciate you. Hey, no, for sure, man. I appreciate, you know, you setting aside the time to join us today. Um, so my opening question, season two, first opening question. I'm open every episode this way. Uh, Johnny, and you kind of already hit to it, but how are you changing the narrative? You know, Black Men's Wear is all about changing the narrative. But you, my brother, how are you changing the narrative? Well, I think that I'm changing the narrative because I'm a Black boy from Petersburg, Virginia. I'm an only child. I was raised by my grandmother. Um, my parents are in and out of my life. So that can be the stereotypical story for a lot of black boys in this country. But I think the way that I have disrupted and changed the narrative is that I have got a, a, a bachelor's degree from Hampton University and HBCU. I have a master's degree from Virginia State University and HBCU. I've worked at Nike. I've worked uh, at Google and I'm also an entrepreneur. I'm a dad. And I'm present. I'm active in my daughter's life. I'm active in my family's life. And so, um, and my net worth is increasing. And it's quite frankly, it's above the national average for African-Americans. So I don't think that life is really about any individual person. I think that we're all a vessel. We are here for a purpose. And, you know, once you, the, the tough part about life is trying to find your purpose. We spend so many years searching for why we are here. We work jobs that we do or don't like. Maybe right. Because we need to pay right. a bill. Right. We, you know, we go to the seminars and we're reading books and we pay tons of dollars to these internet entrepreneurs for courses and classes. And we're just searching for that, that thing, that it factor. But once we finally find that purpose, and for me, it took me to age 27 to actually land on what that purpose is. But once you finally find that purpose, you need to get about the business of doing that. For sure. 
For sure. I'm I'm really trying to be an usher to help people find that purpose and then help people actually execute and find excellence within that purpose. Nah, I love it, man. I love it. And and purpose is a big thing that a lot of people feel as though um if they don't find it by a certain point, they're lost. And I feel like purpose can be found at any point um, as long as you're continuing to look for it, right? When people, what happens is something kind of distracts us and we get off the point of getting a purpose uh, or, or we get sidetracked from finding that purpose. And then next thing we know, 30 years have passed by and we've been doing kind of like the mundane thing uh, because we lost sight of finding that purpose and finding that fulfillment, bro. So I, I and, and I'm like you, man, I feel like I've, I feel like I found it late in my twenties. Um, and then I, everything now has been ca- like, compounding on top of that like okay now that i know what my purpose is how do we continue to yeah. kind of push that and push that forward what you realize is what you seek is seeking you and then you start to do your work and you start to go deep into your purpose and now you're operating out of a place of power and that's a beautiful place to work from uh absolutely absolutely well shoot let me let me not get on a soapbox i i, I want to get some questions out to you um let me ask you uh, you know johnny kind of getting into closing the racial wealth gap right like what inspired you to close the racial wealth gap was there a moment when it was like hold on like hold on like what well, y'all here we here like how did how did you get to the point of saying like you know this is what i can do to play my part Well, again, my story as a young black boy growing up in Petersburg, Virginia, I had a very poor relationship with money. My grandmother, who was on a fixed income, she more or less had a a lack mindset when it came to finances. And so I was always taught what we didn't have, we didn't have enough or to save and to to kind of miserly live, live our lives. And that that kind of started to affect me as I went to high school and college where I would be around my teammates at Hampton or my friends and they would call me cheap. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not cheap. Cause I, in my mind, it didn't, I didn't perceive myself as a cheap person, but my behavior and my relationship with money, it exuded beyond how I perceived myself. So people could pick up on things that I would do and they would have a perception of me. And it really was, one of those first moments when I realized like there was a disconnect around my myself and who I wanted to be. So that was like the first um, like aha moment that I needed to learn more about money. And fast forward, I got to a point where I was working at Nike and I wanted to just own something. I wanted to work on something that I own that could give back to people that I cared about, where I could have some agency and autonomy to create and be my ultimate best self. And so I started Shine Hard, really featuring Black people, Black millennials doing different things because I wanted to create visibility. And I wanted to inspire the people to know if they can do it, you can do it too. Um, and so in that work, I had to figure out, well, if we're a nonprofit, what's our mission? And I had to, I thought about a few different things. And then the best place to get inspiration or find purpose is to look at your own story. Because what's very unique is that God has always been telling you what your purpose is. He's always yeah. all around you. Right. We just didn't have the emotional maturity or intelligence to actually see the Facts. awareness, to see what Facts. God was showing us. And so when I look back, I had come to a point, a crossroad, where I needed to figure out why I was doing this work. 
And I'm like, yo, I've always had a bad relationship with money. I hate being in debt. I hate working for other people. I see white people enjoying luxuries that I feel like I should have or could have. And I see white children uh, getting access to things that I or my family hasn't had access to. And I'm like, why is that? I started to ask myself that question. And then I, I had the aha moment when I looked left, I looked right and said, wealth, capitalism. If we live here in America and this is the system that we live in, we got to learn the rules of the game. So then I realized the work that I'm doing is to help black people accelerate in this economy. Yeah. That was it. Boom. Shine Hard is going to close the racial wealth gap. I want to leverage my access, my relationships, my skill and my knowledge and my story to mobilize black people to create wealth and to create legacies and pass that down so we can have more equitable and equitable society and social justice in this country. I I love the fact that you hit on leverage kind of within that, right? The reason why we have a lot of the struggles we have comes down to financial burdens. Right. We get so bogged down um, with just like, dang, how am I, how am I make this meet? Making ends meet is, you know, and again, when we look at where our um, uh, average, you know, median income is versus other households, it's like, whoa, like how, how, why? And just knowing thousand versus one hundred and seventy. Right. Right. It's crazy. Um, but a lot of that, obviously, we know it's institutionalized. Right. And we have a long way to go before we're able to kind of compound and get there. But just the fact that I, I remember, you know, talking about you know finances, I remember when I got to the point where we were financially comfortable and it became like a, a weight just lifted. Right, just, you just as, as a kid, or you as your family, as now? as an adult, at now, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, as as an adult now, um, to where it was like, okay, now you know, being more smarter, making smarter financial decisions, to where we were able to save, pay off stuff, and then now, like when those phone calls start come stop coming about, hey, you got to pay this at this time, uh, when you don't no longer get that email about your bill is due this month, and like all that stuff yeah. just kind of changed once you kind of got into that, and it was like. Oh, I need to do this for everything I got that that's not mine, right? To own it and pay all that kind of stuff off. So, you know, you hit mm-hmm. you hit on that to have that leverage to to also the leverage to be able to go and say, well, I don't need so and so to give me the money, but just in case I do, I got backing mm-hmm. to where they're not gonna turn me down for nothing because I, I technically got the backing myself. I've created my own leverage. And that's a huge thing kind of within that within that racial wealth gap. Absolutely. I just paid off my student loans in July. And Congratulations. On Instagram, I said, I told Sally May to lose my number. <laughs> right. Don't call me no more. Don't call okay. me no more. <laughs> I done got you saved as do not pick up. <laughs> Say. Look, so, part. I mean, I, so, so I love that. I love that. Um, and really just doing your part, right? Being in that circle, looking left, looking right, and seeing that there's an opportunity there and, and tapping into that opportunity. I, I commend you for really taking that step to build something that helps us close that racial wealth gap. So absolutely. And again, that's Shine Hard Family. On the gram, it's at Shine Hard Fam. Uh, go ahead and make sure you guys tune into that and look at that. Um, now, getting to you know the, the, the characteristics and the trait of your success. Right. What would you say, you know, what habit or skill is or skills are 
uh, most important to living a successful life, right? And everybody characterizes mm. success in a different way. So I'm going to just put it out there, leave it at that for you to answer. Yeah, that's a that's a really tough question because there's so many little things I feel like for me personally that I have done that have helped me get to where I am. But I would probably say, one, your ability to define sex, success for yourself and then set goals that help you reach that success. Um, I think b- the ability to put your goals ahead of your emotions is a very important um, attribute. Because yeah. there's so many things that can get us upset. We can take things personal. We can assume. We can retaliate. And all those little things, that whether it's an email at work or a relationship that you have socially, burning those bridges when you're 21, they seem like nothing, but over time, those relationships that right. you burn, you right. end up realizing that you wish you had them now. Absolutely. To grow and we have positions at these different companies and we have access. So for me, it's always like, I knew early that I wanted to do something meaningful. So I always treated everybody like they were somebody. And yeah. that has paid back um, tenfold. I think the ability to um, set boundaries with your energy and with your time. Mm, say your that. Energy. Yeah, say that. Your major say key that. Because, man, setting boundaries. Yeah. We, we can easily allow people to take us, take advantage of us or take us out of our purpose pocket if we don't set boundaries. And honestly, this there's a lot of... Um, detriments that come from not setting good boundaries. And I mean, we could probably go a whole therapy session that I'm not qualified to talk about that talk about the consequences of not setting good boundaries. But that is just so important. They talk about the negatives. That's a lot. Positives is that you actually have time to work on what you're here to do. And I always talk about purpose because you want to spend time finding it and you got to block people out or block distractions out so you can find that thing. And then once you find it, you got to still keep those boundaries so that you can work on that thing. Right. Um, right. And your boundaries right. will come, your influences will come through um, your, the people that you're around, the environment that you're in and the, the content that you consume. So you have to monitor all three of those things and set boundaries for that. Mm. Right. I, I love setting boundaries. I, that's one of the things that I've been working on personally here the last couple of, you know, last couple of years. Um, now, I'm a, just to add a question on top of that, right? Because I've learned you can't take every call, you can't take every appointment, you can't take every meeting um, just because, again, a lot of that, you already know that's not going to fit in what you're trying to do, but you people just do it, right? Um, when it comes to setting those boundaries, and then, but, but the, the bad part of that, sometimes you get people look at you like, oh, you didn't do this. And it's like, it, it didn't fit within what my purpose is, right? <laughs> Everybody tries yeah. to put their purpose on you because they're trying to have that mutual benefit, which is fine. But it's like yeah. sometimes you can't take, you know, I, I, every opportunity that comes about is not always in line with your purpose. Right. Yeah. And when you when you talk about setting boundaries, is that one of the things that, that that's that's within that? Yeah, absolutely. Learning how to say no. But you can say no and still be a person. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. You know? right. That's something that people who have hard time setting boundaries don't think about or don't really embrace that. And you can say no unapolog- unapologetically. And so to your point, 
it's a matter of maybe redirecting someone. Mm-hmm. If they come to you, like for me, what's really interesting is I built my platform, Shine Heart Family, through working with very influential, busy leaders who said no a lot. Yeah. So the skill that was kind of a subtle um, flex was that I was able to get all these really busy people to say yes. Yeah. Right. Come on and they'll right. support what right. I was doing. And the magic behind that, or really the, uh, I guess, the strategy in that is becoming really creative and good at creating win win situations for people. And it, it, you have to, it requires a certain level, like a theory of mind to think yep. about. Yep. Who yep. you are yep. approaching. When I'm, yep. am I making a proposal to you, or for example, you made a proposal to me to come on to your show, you thought about what would Johnny be interested in or, or talking about? What mission would align with his right. purpose right. and vision? And then you made that proposal, and then you're like, yeah, I like what you said. I like why you're doing it, then I will come on. Um, so a lot of times it's just a matter of positioning and pitching with win-win in mind to get people to say yes in terms of work. And if you don't do that, then I might be like, uh, I don't see how we are aligned right now. Right. Right. Someone that maybe you are more aligned with. I'll still help you. I love, I love that, uh, that aspect of it too. We got networks, right? If it doesn't work for me, my goal is still to be able to put us in a better place, right? A better position as a people. So it might not work for me and it might not work for me today. I, you know, my background is in sales. So no's aren't really no's. They're just not now's, Right. And yeah. so it's like, I right, today it doesn't work, but you know, you might come around uh, on the other side of it, but yeah. I, lo- I love, you know, looking at that, that piece too. Like, all right. It doesn't work for me, but is there a way that I can plug this person with someone else who it might work for and never forgetting yeah. to, you know, to, to, to utilize that network for that benefit as well. Even if it doesn't, ask you know necessarily benefit you specifically is there a way that you can put that person in contact with somebody else who who it might be mutually beneficial for yeah Yeah. and that's exactly right because you got to put your goals ahead of your emotions and being able to take no as not now and try again three months later is you putting your goal my goal is to work with this person yeah you tell me no i'm not going to take it personal or take it to heart or say F you, I'm going to be like, all right, cool. I'll circle back in three months and see what has changed. Right, right. You know, recalibrate my pitch and see if something has changed. And so, I mean, for me, I've seen, I've seen a lot of no's too. And mm-hmm. I always had to keep my goal in the forefront that my work, and sometimes here's a key. You have to teach people or show people that you were going to be successful with or without them. Mm-hmm working mm-hmm. with or without them yeah and that true. in itself is attractive true. right yeah it's true. funny because you start true. doing stuff without people then they want to be a part of what you have going right on. right the ability to be resourceful um it's, you know it's not many it's not how many resources you have it's how resourceful you are true um, so yeah you keep building and building despite people's help they'll start helping you in the long run so now that's that's that, that's that's a good nugget right there. You know that 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 really is focusing on what your goal is and what your purpose is within that, knowing that even if I don't get this plug right now, I'm gonna be all right. You know, say I'm I'm still gonna grind, and you they gonna be looking back at it like, oh, okay, and maybe the phone ring the other way. You know, say maybe now they calling you, they hit you right. up like, you know what? Let me. I saw what you did, and and. I kid you not, man, that happened with us a couple of times where it was like, it don't fit right oh, now. Then we got the call back, like, you know what? Hey, I love what you guys did. What? Where's your next, where are you going next? How can we be a part? So just know, 
that, 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 that was a gem right there. Uh, and that's uh, my sweet. Man Johnny. That's, Appreciate that's that. even sweeter than getting them to. Um, right. Yeah. The first <laughs> True. The first time around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, now I got to ask you too, right? So we talk about, you know, a key to success or a habit. Um, what about something that you didn't succeed at, right? I hate using the term failure. Uh, I love lessons versus failures, right? But to, to ask the questions straightforward, right? Uh, how has a failure or an apparent failure um, sets you up for later success? And I think you kind of alluded to it, right? Like not even, not a failure and not having that first time, but then you doing it and it kind of comes back around. But, um, yeah. you know, with that, do you, do you have any favorite failures? Has any failure that you've had kind of triggered something in you that made you go harder or something, any, anything like that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think as entrepreneurs or as people in general, we're going to face failure on a regular basis. And those of us who are more ambitious will face failure more frequently. Frequent, yeah. Right. <laughs> right. That comes with the territory. Right. But right. you have to always remember that um, su- success is on the same road as failure. Success is just a little further down the road. Mm. Mm. But if I think about my favorite failure, I probably would go back to uh, my junior year in high school. So I was a track athlete. I actually played four sports. Um, my mom passed away. Subtle flex. Freshman year. Yeah, and yeah. And I poured myself into athletics. Okay. So cool. football, baseball, basketball, and track were my outlet. And my junior year, I had... I'm one of the top athletes in the state for a long jump, triple jump. And I had a chance to win at the state meet. So I really, really wanted to win that meet. I had won the district meet. I had won regionals. And so I was going up against some guys that I felt like I could win. I ended up having a terrible day. Like I ended up getting like seventh place in my junior year. And I, I mean, I was embarrassed. I was, I was crushed because I just wanted it so bad almost as like a a tribute right yeah you know to my mom and i felt like i failed like i failed so senior year i'm charged and you know more hungry hungrier than ever to actually get back to the state meet and again won the district meet long jump triple jump won the regional meet long jump triple jump and this is the state of virginia I'm at the state meet indoor and I was ranked number one. So I had all the pressure on me because I was no longer the underdog. I'm now the favorite. And um, by the grace of God, I didn't win the long jump. I won the long jump and the triple jump at the state meet. And it felt so um, just like refreshing. And so like, I can't even put it into words. It's just, it was like an out-of-body experience, relieved. Um, and, and honestly, it was like the first time that I purely realized that um, I can make any dream my reality. Yeah. And for that to happen at that early age, yeah. it has definitely showed its, showed its face throughout the subsequent years of my life where I, I had that extra umph because I just knew that I can make any dream my reality if I just stick with it. So... That's probably my favorite failure. No, I, I love it. I love it. Being able to come and the fact that you achieved success so close to that failure, right? Even if it's even that year, right? When we look at the spectrum of a year being 12 months, 
12 months out of me living 80 years on earth, that's a small window. And a lot of people get, get sidetracked with that too. They think of, oh man, I, you know, it happened so long ago and such. It's like, you got to think about the full spectrum of life. Like this is a small snippet. Um, and so the fact that you were able to do that basically kind of backdoor next time you had the opportunity, it's like, all right, you know, and I, and I, I, I I've been there now. Granted, I wasn't no state, you know, champion or anything like that, but mentally, you know, being in a place where you are, you feel like you mentally prepared and you ready for it and you get there and the results aren't what you think. And it's just crushing. But then to be able to backdoor, like, you know what? I know why I did. I took a seven step instead of an eight step or anything like that. It's like, okay. And then you hit on it. And the next yeah. thing we know, you got, you got, you know, chain uh, 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 medals around your neck. Right. So I, I yeah, love bro. that. I, I love that. The mental toughness means more to me than the championship itself. Mm, yeah facts because that, that that'll go with you forever that championship you're granted you know your name's gonna be in the, in the books but yeah what do you take it away from me now hold, yeah, hold right. on okay <laughs> right let's right, not right, say right. that okay <laughs> oh man hey you guys you guys are here with us we're on the check-in it's neandre broussard founder of black men's where i got my man johnny bailey on the founder of shine hard family um and we're just talking life man we're talking we're talking successes we're talking failures we're talking overcoming uh, things and 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 my my last question, the question that I love to close out with, because it gets me to the root of who you are. Um, my last question: If 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 you could have a billboard, and shout out to Tribe of Mentor, that's I, I stole this from the Tribe of Mentors. Um, if you could have a billboard anywhere with anything on it, what would it say? And really, with that is. What is your message to the world that you will put on that billboard? Mm. That's a good one. Got it. See, see, I got to throw it to you too with a curveball. Got it covered right for yeah. your heart. I can't let you think about that one ahead of time. <laughs> Jeez, that's deep. Well, before I before I answer that, I want to say shout out to some of my homies in the chat. I saw Kells. What's up, everyone? Stacey Ike here from the Human to Human podcast and Recovering Perfectionist. If you're looking to explore your interpersonal relationships, have a safe space to reflect without shame, and deep dive into the many layers of being human, then come hang out with me on the Human to Human podcast where I go deep with your favorite celebrities, tastemakers, and thought leaders. Be sure to check out and subscribe to Human to Human with Stacey Ike. That's the number two, not the word two, brought to you by the Revolt Podcast Network. I'll see you there. Wes, Hey, for sure, for sure. Shout out everybody who's in the chat that that I know that follows me. Appreciate you all pulling up. Um, what would my billboard say if I had a billboard? Um, I would I would say, you know, and I'm a marketing guy, so I think about catchy slogans and and marketing copy. I would probably say, know your history, own your truth, leave your legacy. Hmm. Mm. Past, present, future. Know your history, own your truth, and leave your legacy. I like that. Yeah, I like that. Nice to the point. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah. Well, hey, my man, John. Hey, don't man. steal that. That's my. That's my trade. Hey, no, no, no. It's 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 like the, it's <laughs> like the podcast now, right? I put. You know what? And, and you, because you said it, and we got to record it. I get that to you, right? I, <laughs> I get that to you straight from Johnny Bailey. Nobody else can use that one. Uh, <laughs> 
No, man, Johnny, bro, I appreciate you taking your time out to join us here on the check-in. Uh, for the people that don't know, man, let them know how to how to follow you, um, all the pages, all the social media. Let them know the website, how to get to you. Yeah, if you guys are interested in closing the racial wealth gap and getting some tools and resources to do that, follow Shine Hard Fam on Instagram or visit shinehardfamily.com. Um, we are currently working on a series called What School Never Taught Us. So we have seven methodologies or seven principles within our methodology that we feel like will help close that gap and empower black and brown people to uh, create wealth and, and pass down assets for their legacy. If you guys want to connect with me, learn more about digital marketing or tech entrepreneurship, and you can follow me at johnnybailey.com. You can also follow me on IG at one Johnny Bailey. I'm on LinkedIn, one Johnny Bailey as well. So get at me. I'm always happy to talk to ambitious entrepreneurs, black and brown people, dads, parents, all of that. Shine hard, Shane, what up? <laughs> I see it. I see it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's me. So get at me anytime. I'm posting a Google session on Thursday. It will be on um, creating compelling presentations. So if you're a public mm. speaker, yeah. or you're building um, a pitch deck for uh, an investor or for someone at your company, this would be a really great topic for you to uh, improve your skills there and, and work with some real cool entrepreneurs. So um, thanks for having me on your show, brother. I really appreciate the platform. Hey, man, thank you. Thank you for coming through again, y'all. We had Johnny Bailey on, <clears throat> the founder of Shine Heart Fam, just stopping by to drop a couple of nuggets on him. Uh, the thing that I, I love that he said in regards to leveraging our leveraging our resources, right, when it comes to closing the, wish, the racial wealth gap, uh, also looking at um, uh, tapping into knowing um and I like to say knowing the importance of our time as we're focusing on our goals being able to say no in a kind manner, but then also looking at, well, no being not now, but how can I help leverage somebody else along the way? Um, and then knowing your history. Uh, wait, wait, I got to say, I got to say it perfectly. Um, knowing your history, under, not understanding your why, and then you, we'll have it in the should playback. I, should, should I run it back for you? Yeah. Know your history. Own your truth. Own your truth. Your and leave your legacy. Know your history, own your truth, and leave your legacy. Uh, appreciate Johnny Bailey coming by, stopping by with us today. Um, again, everybody, you're, you're with us here on the check-in. We're just talking about a few brothers that are changing the narrative and appreciate you tapping in with us on this. Uh, again, go through, check out the, the recent drop of the LA Flash Mob. I don't know if y'all know, but we're on YouTube now. So go check out the YouTube page. Hit the subscribe button because that's what you do on YouTube. You subscribe. You don't just watch videos. You subscribe. Hit the subscribe button. And Johnny, man, I appreciate you being our first guest on season two of the check-in, my man. You be blessed. Blessings to you. Blessed to the family. Oh, also got to shout out Black Greek Letter Organizations, man. I seen them talking about Go Mob in there. Respect uh, to you. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to all the noobs in the, in, in the background coming through and representing. Uh, but again, man, appreciate you and, and God bless you, brother. All right. Peace, bro. Thanks for getting me in a suit. Hey, for sure, for sure, <laughs> for sure, man, for sure. Be blessed. Peace. Thank you for listening to the check-in with Black Men's Wear. Once again, I'm your host, Neandre Broussard, founder and CEO. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and tell a friend about it. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Black Men's Wear. Check us out and subscribe to the Black Men's Wear YouTube channel. And visit us online at weareblackmenswear.com 
to join the mailing list for ongoing updates for the Black Men's Wear Flash Mob Tour. Peace and blessings to you all. What's up, y'all? This is Clint Coley, and I'm the host of the Music is a Love Language podcast. Now, check this out. If you're a fan of music podcasts, then be sure to check out and subscribe to Music is a Love Language podcast. We are a podcast that has honest conversations about music all day, every day. If you like to argue music, this is the podcast you want to be listened to. And it's brought to you exclusively by the Revolt Podcast Network, anchored in hip-hop and powered by creators. Again, Make sure you guys follow and subscribe. Music is the Love Language Podcast. I'm Clint Coley. Hope to have your ear soon.